0: My name is Rachel Peru and I'm a 50-year-old grey-haired curve model and I'm going to be your host for the Out of the Bubble podcast. I started a new career age 46 modelling and on social media I found so many women inspiring and amazing women over 40 who were really embracing their midlife and helping to break down the stereotypical barriers. I really wanted to share these stories with you. So let's celebrate and firmly place a spotlight on women over 40. My weekly reminder that you are not invisible, and it's never too late to try something new. Now, I don't know about you, but I am now drawn to natural products, whether it's skincare, hair products, my clothes that I'm wearing. And so I'm happy to be able to say that this month I've teamed up with Clockface Beauty luxury skincare brand. Clockface Beauty is a vegan, 100% natural and entirely waterless beauty brand, which transforms skincare that nourishes and heals your skin. And I've been using their cleansers and their makeup removers for quite a few years now, and I really love their products. And I'm so delighted to be able to say that Out of the Bubble podcast listeners will receive a 10% discount from Monday the 8th of March until Sunday the 4th of April. Just use the code BUDDLE10 and if you've never heard of them please go check out clockfacebeauty.com and full disclosure I may receive a small remuneration for any of the sales made through this affiliation link. So welcome back to another episode of Out of the Bubble Podcast. My name is Rachel Peru. I hope you've all had a great week. I have another inspiring guest to share with you today, and it really shows you what's possible when you step into the arena of the complete unknown. So today I'm going to be interviewing Sarah Thomas, who, along with her mum Karen, founded Clockface Beauty. Clockface Beauty is a 100% natural, cruelty-free, vegan beauty range, and Karen had no knowledge of this beforehand, so I stepped into this new beauty arena from accounting, and I'm going to be finding out what this journey has been like and how she's dealt with imposter syndrome so many questions to ask. so let's get started so good morning sarah thank you so much for joining me good morning rachel how are you doing this morning on a very snowy morning this morning in yorkshire
1: I'm great. Um, a bit of a hairy uh, nursery run this morning, though, because of the snow. It wasn't quite expected <laughs> to be so, so snowy as it was.
0: So thank you for joining me. This is a, a, a connection that we've actually made through, through through my connection through York Fashion Week and getting to know Nima Marketing. Um, and, and Nima and Nikki said, you must talk to Sarah Thomas. She's got this amazing story to tell. And then I found out about your brand and started using your products, which I love. So I'm, I'm so excited to be able to share your story how do you introduce yourself to people if they don't know you
1: so i'm sarah thomas i'm co-founder of clock face beauty which is a luxury natural skincare and wellbeing brand um based here in yorkshire and i'm also a mom and uh have become a complete jack of all trades over the last year because starting my own business become a specialist in everything so it's quite difficult to sum up from what i do but yeah I co-founded the business with my mom and we have uh, a range for men and women and a unisex range as well.
0: Oh, fantastic. We've got so much to talk about, Sarah. (laughs) The thing that really interests me is that this has not been your natural arena. You know, you you have gone from accounting to, to the beauty business. And that's no mean, mean feat because um, it really is stepping into the unknown, isn't it? So let's get back to the beginning. Where did the inspiration come from? What led led to you deciding, yes, I'm going to start a beauty business?
1: Yeah, you're completely right. So this was definitely not my, uh, my sphere of knowledge. I, was, I, I am still a chartered accountant. That's my, my trade. I've always been quite a creative person. I'd say even kind of going back to even when I was in A-levels like that, I always loved more kind of art side, always been interested in fashion and jewellery and skincare and everything but it was not my career. And then coming up six and a bit years ago now, um, when I was pregnant with my eldest son, my skin changed absolutely dramatically. It was was blemished, it was angry, it looked nothing like it does now. And at the time, I started then becoming very aware of what I was putting onto it, so what I could and couldn't use when I was pregnant. And mum had been making skincare for her own use, going through the menopause, for about about four or five years prior to that um, and she's a specialist scientist by background so she kind of had all the knowledge to do that and she gave me what has gone on to become our signature collection facial serum for my skin and it was just a complete game changer it was it was purely down to the quality of the product so I used it and it cleared my skin and, I, and then I was kind of like what else what else can you do what else can we make you know we, and it was so transformative it was genuinely a case of, why does everybody not use this? Why does everybody not know about it? It was safe to use in pregnancy, it's safe to use um, if you're a post-cancer sufferer or going through chemotherapy. It's really, you know, it's suitable for everybody, for all different skin concerns. Um, Mum was about to retire and I said, how about we don't do that? (laughs) And how about you come and do this with me? Um, And it grew from there and we just created our suite of products. We decided we wanted um, a separate men's range as well um so that uh, we felt they were quite underrepresented in the care market and that it, it's more around um products that are suitable for beard and shaving requirements so quite sort of different to what, um, what a, a woman's face might need and yeah so then it kind of grew from there and it was lovely because it allowed all that kind of creativity that thought up inside of me to come out in our branding how we how it looked and smelled and the efficacy it just it's been a total joy and the industry itself is lovely it's a really um it's been it's a challenging industry to get into when you're new and kind of you don't have any contacts in it or but it's really been welcoming the customers are fantastic and we've just got to meet so many different people than we would have done in our kind of previous professions it's been amazing it's
0: such an inspiring story and what I love is that the two angles that you and your mum are coming at it from because you're stepping into this new arena kind of in your prime when you've got you know this huge new career ahead of you and your mum could easily have so said actually no I'm just going to retire and not do this but she's got this new zest of life doing what she's doing with you and then you're working together it's such a nice partnership how easy was it to persuade your mum? to not retire and do this with you? Um,
1: to start with, it, it, it took a bit of persuasion because she kind of, you know, she'd worked really hard. She'd, you know, raised me and my sister. She was kind of ready to take a different sort of different uh, sort of time of life. And then here was me, super enthusiastic, going, let's do this. Yeah. But, it, uh, but it didn't take a lot because she believed in what we were doing too. And she definitely shared in that sentiment that she was coming at it, like you say, from a different angle, that what about all these sort of 50 plus women who are kind of sometimes forgotten about within skincare and particularly with the natural skincare and um, and let's do it let's do it for that as well so it's kind of two areas I was thinking like new mum and you know mum was thinking more mature skin and then as it's gone on the transformation and I'm sure she won't mind me saying it's a transformation in her has been huge I mean it has for both of us we have changed as people so much in the last three years but the confidence that I've seen grow in mom from starting something that she would never have dreamed of or I, I think even have the confidence to do but because you're doing it with somebody that you can trust so much it yeah I, I, can't, I can't even begin to describe how like proud I am of how much we've kind of both changed really yeah. but for her yeah I yeah, couldn't be proud of
0: and, and obviously you have stepped into this this new arena and with that comes these, these barriers that I imagine you have to overcome, particularly with the confidence, surrounding confidence, because you, you are going into an arena where people have been established for, for years and years with the, the experience. How did you get over those barriers? Because did you struggle with imposter syndrome?
1: All the time. All the time. We still do. Um, all the time. I think a lot of it is we focused on how good we know the product is. So the confidence comes from the product, I think. And then because you feel confident in what you've produced the rest kind of comes but all the time like when um we had an article featured yesterday in uh, Yorkshire Businesswoman and when mum I read it you kind of always go is that is that actually about what we've done you know did we did we get into here and we still have that every day but we have the utmost confidence in that anything that we bring out we wouldn't bring out unless we were completely um convinced that that was that was right for our customers so I suppose the confidence comes from that but yeah every day imposter syndrome
0: yes. <laughs> I think again, it gets easier and I'm sure it does it definitely does it gets easier the more you do it but what have there been some real points low points when you've really thought actually this is just too difficult we just can't make this work
1: um, less about making it work and more about I think the last 12 months at the beginning of the pandemic my uh, little boy my youngest has a um, immune respiratory immune condition and he had to go into shielding and we had to make the decision really as a family that we couldn't run clockface during the first lockdown because it was just too dangerous to have kind of exposure to him when he was uh, he's actually he's, he's fine now he doesn't have to shield anymore he's absolutely fine but at that point he was just starting his treatment And that was really scary because we knew it was the right thing to do. There was no question in terms of we had to put Henry first, but we didn't know whether there'd be a business to come back to. We didn't know what was going to happen with the pandemic. How long, how long we were going to be locked down for, were people going to wait for us? That was, that was our moment where we were both kind of like, have we done all this for, for, you know, for nothing? Mm. And then, but then out of that, almost um, the flip side of it was that people did wait. And the last year has actually been our biggest year. And we, and Clockface has has sort of flourished through it. So it's gone from being, honestly, last March, it was terrifying, to it's been an absolutely fantastic year from that point of view. I mean, there's been lots of this last year that, you know, we'd all like to get rid of, but that has been a real blessing. But yeah, that was definitely our moment where we thought, gosh, this is not how we planned it.
0: Yeah. And have you always had this kind of sense of bravery about you? Have you always been kind of courageous and and being comfortable taking steps out of your comfort zone?
1: So my mum is in the office right now and she is nodding her head. Um, I think I've always, I'm quite a dreamer um, in a kind of positive way. I like to see, I I always try and look on like the positive side. I always try and um, believe that if you work hard enough that good things will come. So I think that that's something that I've I've probably had instilled from me from from my mum from a very young age that kind of, if you work hard and you are, uh, you know, and you're kind of good to people around you, that good things will come.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And uh, well, let's talk about the actual products because you are in, in, in the, it's 100% natural, organic, vegan, cruelty-free, which is amazing. And, you know, I've just stepped into my 50s and my skin's definitely changed. So it was really interesting to hear you talk about your mum's experiences of the, the products going through the menopause. But what is it that attracted you most to the natural products? Was it the fact that, your own experiences of it had changed, or did you always want to be sustainable and ethical? And is that something you've always lived your life like?
1: Um, the sustainable and ethical part, definitely. So, I kind of my personal view is, if you can do something that, if you can do something that's sustainable, or choose something that is cruelty-free, why would you not, you know, why would you choose something that's been tested on animal? Why would you um, not live sustainably kind of thing? I, I, that's definitely a mantra that I've always had. Mm. So that was always going to be the case with this. The the natural, um, being 100% natural um, in terms of the ingredients came from its efficacy, really. It was just because it, it worked so well um, and that you're, you're using what kind of nature gives us to um to, to make it and help your skin flourish it being organic was also really important to us because again with food i you know we try and opt for more organic food in the house and how i feed my children why would that be different to kind of what i'm using on my skin why would you want something that had been treated with pesticides cruelty free was a given and then the waterless bit was was because it was kind of a stark reality when we started looking at um other skincare when when i was when i was pregnant and started looking what was in it that the largest ingredient was always water um and it was when i was sort of talking to him about it when she was when she was putting uh, the face serum together for me I kept saying, but why, why do they all have so much water in And she was like, it's just a filler ingredient. You know, it's not, it doesn't do anything. If you think about, you know, when it rains, it doesn't go onto your skin and make it moisturized. It's, a, you know, it, 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 your skin barriers to water. So it's just that if you've got 80% of water in a skincare product, it's just a really cheap filler. So to me, it was kind of like, well, when, why would we do that? We can then put 80% of, of ingredients that do something for your skin and you're going to have a much higher quality product. And it was always about making the best quality natural skincare and um, so yeah again it kind of that the waterless was a real kind of um, light bulb moment i think why are we paying for i'm yeah. paying for something that doesn't do anything
0: yeah i mean it is a mindful out there you go into department stores and you're kind of bombarded by you know thousands of different products and yeah. what i love about cloth face beauty is you've really have simplified it and you've taken all the kind of mystery out of of the products um, which makes. I would imagine makes customers really trust it. Have you seen a shift into the beauty industry in the whole going towards natural products more?
1: Yeah, um, definitely. It's actually been particularly over the last year as well, I think even more so where people have been really focused on well being. So that your skincare isn't just something that, that, you know, gives you great skin, it's something that makes you feel good as well. But over the last four years it's When we started, waterless wasn't really a thing. We were one of the first companies to do it. I remember going to our first trade fair, and there was only us doing waterless skincare there, and we were featured everywhere, and Mintel um, did a case on us to say this is where skincare is going, because it was was a really new thing. And over the time, people have just got more aware um, and care. In the same way you do about your food, it's the kind of best analogy, really, that people care about where their food's coming from and what they're eating, and and it's that has shifted shifted over to cosmetics and to skincare in particular where people have that same passion about making sure that you know what they're feeding their skins is, is what they would feed their body really
0: that makes perfect sense what what's been some of the highlights of the, the journey so far because it is a journey It's you know it's evolving isn't it all the time yeah. and you know now you've got you're adding products all the time so what's been the highlights so far
1: there's probably two that really stick in mind the first one is at the end of the first 12 months when we look back and we'd won an award every month for the first year we've been trading that was absolutely amazing and I mean, way, you just way, way take a
0: moment that's that's <laughs> just amazing isn't it for a first year of business that is incredible
1: um, and one of them was a um for our beard oil we won best um beard and shaving op- best beard and shaving product for the, for, for, for the globe it was a global wow. award and that was just yeah it was a real sort of pinch me moment and we you know we still look back on that as being just such a massive and it was almost like a, a conversation we had kind of 12 months and we were like wow we've actually you know we've won an yeah. award every month and then the second was when we when we um, came out of hibernation from from the first lockdown and the, the support and the loyalty that we faced from the customers I can't tell you how much that meant to us, and that to me has been our um, sort of biggest achievement on the journey so far. Is is creating that loyalty and um, yeah, that customer base who who were prepared to wait for for us during that pause
0: i know you're good at celebrating those wins are you good at actually taking a step back and say right okay i'm going to celebrate those in some way do you mark the occasion or do you just carry on to the next thing without really stopping
1: um probably the latter we're not very good at it we yeah. kind of maybe have a moment to say oh that was that was good this year when we had um uh, just a, like a, a strategy kind of lunch because obviously we couldn't do a kind of Christmas party or anything like that, and it was it was actually just it was just Mom and I I just cooked us to like something nice to kind of c- celebrate like because we can't do we can't do yeah. Christmas, and we sort of sat there and we're like, we should really toast to this last year um and that was kind of the first moment where we thought actually we're going to acknowledge that we you know this year has been this year's been really really hard but also really good, and we should take the positives out of that but no we're not we're not super good at celebrating I think because we're so st- so still early on in the journey that it kind of feels too, I think we're kind of slightly nervous to celebrate, yeah.
0: And, and how ambitious are you? I'm guessing very for the business. Where do I see it in five years?
1: <laughs> what would you give you that impression, Rachel? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we would, we would love to just take it as far as it can go, really. I'd love it to be. I mean, this is a very bold ambition, but I'd love us to be the biggest natural skincare company um, in the UK. I would love everybody to be using our products because they really do make a difference. And I, I want people to have that confidence that comes from having great skin. and I'd like to uh, grow our well-being side as well because we've um, this year brought out, actually last year now, our natural skincare, uh, natural uh, stone bracelets and our essential oil blends. I'd like to kind of grow that side of it as well. But yeah, it's kind of, we will we want to spread the word as much as we, we can because we want people to have that confidence that, um, that you get on, on feeling good about your skin
0: yeah amazing i am i have no doubts that you will both get there that's for sure i mean you you also talked about did you say you've got a unisex range now who's that aimed aimed at is there a particular age group or what's what's different about it
1: um so we've always had um some unisex products It's, it's our unisex range is our our masks and our cleanser where so with the serums they're tailored because we tailored the female range more towards hormonal skin, and the male range towards beard and shape. So then there's that centre ground where it's people who are maybe have acne or um, blemish skin, or they're looking for um, problems for more mature skin, where you kind of want to do that extra bolt on to to say the serum and the cleanser so you choose a mask that's more specific less specific to male or female and more specific to a type of skin so uh, that's why they're kind of the unisex ones mm. so they're kind of for everybody but more towards skin type if that makes sense
0: right yeah no it does and what would you go back and tell yourself at the beginning of this journey what would you go back and tell yourself that you know now that you didn't know then
1: um it's probably going to be a lot lot harder than you think <laughs> um and take a lot more hours uh i think i just say just keep believing so when you have the moments where you've where you've you know you, you doubt yourself or you know think gosh we're we going to be able to overcome that just keep believing and just and keep working hard
0: yeah because i think lots of people that have been listening to this lots of women that i talk to that listen to the podcast are have these ideas and just don't know where to start and quite often fear of failure stops them from even taking that first step so do you think having your mum and you working together really gave you that reassurance when you were having wobbles do you think having working with somebody was easier than perhaps if you'd have gone on your own
1: I absolutely think that's the case and I think with it being a mother-daughter you have a trust and a bond that you can kind of have difficult days and you've got somebody there who can kind of keep you up and you, you tend to find you don't have those difficult days at the same time so you've got you know a, a ultimate team because you've got um a a different sort of bond yeah 100 percent i do i think i could have done it on my own um no i don't think i could i think it it needed to be us as a team so yeah i definitely think it's it's got a massive advantage having not just a person to go into business with and a partner but to have my mom that's kind of like the, the ultimate really
0: yeah but also i suppose the the other dynamic the flip side of that is you do know each other so well so when one of you is having a bad day and one of you's having a good day i can imagine also that creates a different level of tension and dynamic for business
1: i'm not going to lie and say we've not fallen out (laughs) (laughs) we've had some great uh, some great arguments but but i suppose it's it works really well in that sense because you can be so much more honest so when when you're talking about um you know it could be that we're talking about strategy or it could just be something simple um you can actually have a much more frank conversation because you know at the end of it even if you've had an argument it's not going to really mean anything and you can kind of get through you know you can get through it and work work to a good answer but I, we don't so much now but definitely in the early days um yeah we used to kind of because we'd never seen each other in a work capacity you know we'd never seen each other in that dynamic so it took i would come from such different sectors as well but then going from the laboratory environment and office environment and then putting that together that was yeah it was quite quite challenging at the beginning but um yeah now it's just we completely understand each other way more than we ever would have done if we'd have just never done that. Yeah,
0: um, it I mean, clearly yeah, it works it's clearly <laughs> yeah. you mentioned earlier about particularly women over 50 let's say are, are really quite underrepresented in the beauty industry yeah. do you think that's still the case or have you seen changes in the last f- four years
1: well I would like to take you as a good example for this I think that what you kind of bring in terms of pushing boundaries about it not just being a stereotypical person that you should see in a magazine or um, that beauty is of every age and I, I, I kind of think it has changed and partly that is because I've seen beautiful people like you who put yourself out in such a beautiful way that challenges it just being you know somebody who's early 20s on, the, on a magazine cover so I definitely think it is changing but I still think it needs to go further I, I still think it's a um, it's a un, underrepresented um, sort of category and yet actually you know we all need support in our um, beauty and skin and confidence journey whatever age we are So I think it's still got a way to go but I, yeah. la- I do think it has changed um, yeah definitely over the last few years
0: yeah, I agree. I think we have we have started making steps and we have seen more diversity in advertising, for instance, but I think with this baby steps, and I think it'll take quite a few years yes. to, <laughs> to get there. But I'm sure we will do. I'd like to I think that the next generation behind me will be able to see better representation, fingers crossed. How comfortable are you as kind of a... The- a front figure for the business going out and speaking about it and being kind of quite vulnerable sometimes when you put yourself out on social media aren't you how comfortable have you become doing that
1: I've become a lot more comfortable um, I remember when we were probably about a year old and we were working with our marketing team then and they said oh you need to start doing Instagram stories and you know putting yourself out there because your story is really interesting and I, was like, I'm just not gonna know. and I was absolutely petrified I remember the first one I did I think I recorded it about 17 times before it actually went <laughs> out Because I was so nervous. Um, And then I've kind of got more used to it because I think you kind of have to. You have to put yourself out there. And also, I've learned to enjoy it, it's become more than just, you know, having to do it. I actually I think it's nice to see positive messages I I really like to kind of see positive stories I love reading about you know people in magazines or on social who've done really you know done really well or who are trying to inspire or just putting themselves out there I I love that and I think I really enjoy doing that and I hope that I give that to someone else too Um, sort of being more of the face of it mum still is really reluctant she's shaking her head again so she's definitely saying yes or no I don't like doing it (laughs) yeah she's still really kind of reluctant, but then that said even over the last six months you know mum's got more confident in front of the camera we've done more things together but actually i really enjoy it now i really do enjoy it
0: that's good to hear and i do think it's really important because your customers can relate to you then so much more and it's about building that relationship isn't it
1: yeah definitely yeah absolutely it's kind of a two-way thing isn't it and also we want to be really accessible we launched the the skin clinic back in june last year kind of in response to the pandemic that we can't actually get to the places we'd normally meet our customers and, and chat through what would be suitable for them, we can't do. And we always want it to be that if someone has a question or wants to know what's best for them, that they, they can do that in a really accessible way and in a really friendly way. So they feel that they can, you know, come and ask us what, what would be the right thing for me. So, yeah, that's it's really important for, for both of us actually that it's a that we are very. Um, approachable for anyone that wants to talk to us.
0: Well it's been a pleasure talking with you this morning, thank you so much. How can people find out about you Sarah? Where, where can they find you? Um,
1: so we have our website which is um, www.clockfacebeauty.com mm-hmm. and we're also on Instagram and then I am also on Instagram as well um, which is at Thomas one so I do kind of a bit more of behind the scenes uh, clock face stuff as well so you can find us there. Brilliant
0: <laughs> and I'll put that all on the notes afterwards as well so the last question that I ask all my guests because I think women aren't a tourist bad at accepting compliments about themselves so if you were to pay yourself a compliment what would it be
1: that's a tricky one <laughs> it would be I actually think I'd just say well done I'd just say well done for for getting to where you have with 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 mom and with the business and and, the, and what you've done for customers I think I'd just actually just say well done because um I never kind of look back and think like that so yeah that's what I'd say I don't know if that's the proper compliment
0: but that yeah no it is (laughs) that's a great way to end thank you so much and well done because I love your products I think you've created a really special brand so keep going with it and good luck for the future but pleasure to talk to you always thank you Sarah take care and you thanks Rachel thank you well what another inspiring story and I really love the Clockface Beauty Brand so if you haven't already please go check them out on their website don't forget Out of the Bubble podcast listeners gain 10% discount this month use the code BUBBLE10 and I hope perhaps you have a burn desire something inside you that you really want to achieve when when you haven't had the bravery to, to take those first steps to to look into it further hopefully sarah's inspiring story has kick-started that and given you some motivation to follow your dreams so i'd love to hear from you i'll be back next week with another great dose of inspiration for you thank you for listening to out of the bubble podcast i hope you found lots of inspiration and it's left you with some midlife food for thought How would you compliment yourself? I'd love to hear from you so I can share some love for all you women over 40. Please get in touch. Email me, rachel at outofthebubblepodcast.com. You can also come and join the Facebook page at Step Out of the Bubble. I'll be back next Monday, but in the meantime, keep you fabulous.